Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 18. Today we continue our story in Genesis and in the book of Galatians as well as Psalm 108. And our theme today is a king who saves. We see this in the life of Joseph, a picture of Jesus to come, and in the Apostle Paul's reminder that he is saved by King Jesus in the most profoundly wonderful way. So let's jump in to Genesis chapter 45. Joseph was no longer able to control himself before all his attendants, so he cried out, Make everyone go out from my presence. No one remained with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. He wept loudly. The Egyptians heard it, and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? His brothers could not answer him because they were dumbfounded before him. Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now do not be upset and do not be angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. For these past two years, there has been famine in the land, and for five more years, there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God sent me ahead of you to preserve you on the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it is not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me an advisor to Pharaoh, Lord over all his household and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Now go up to my father quickly and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of all of Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. For you will live in the land of Goshen and you will be near me. You, your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and everything you have. I will provide you with food there because there will be five more years of famine. Otherwise, you will become poor. You, your household, and everyone who belongs to you. You and my brother Benjamin can certainly see with your own eyes that I really am the one who speaks to you. So tell my father about all my honor in Egypt and about everything you have seen, but bring my father down here quickly. Then he threw himself on the neck of his brother Benjamin and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. He kissed all his brothers and wept over them. After this, his brothers talked with him. Now it was reported to the household of Pharaoh, Joseph's brothers have arrived. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this, load your animals and go to the land of Canaan. Get your father and your household and come to me. Then I will give you the best land in Egypt and you will eat the best of the land. You are also commanded to say, do this, take for yourselves wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives. Bring your father and come. Don't worry about your belongings for the best of all the land of Egypt will be yours. So the sons of Israel did as he said. Joseph gave them wagons as Pharaoh had instructed, and he gave them provisions for the journey. He gave sets of clothes to each of them, but to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five sets of clothes. To his father he sent the following, 10 donkeys loaded with the best products of Egypt and 10 female donkeys loaded with grain, food, and provisions for his father's journey. Then he sent his brothers on their way, and they left. He said to them, As you travel, 
Don't be overcome with fear. So they went up from Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They told him, Joseph is still alive and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. Jacob was stunned, for he did not believe them. But when they related to him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to transport him, their father, Jacob's spirit revived. Then Israel said, Enough, my son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. So Israel began his journey, taking with him all that he had. When he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. God spoke to Israel in a vision during the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. He replied, Here I am. He said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you to Egypt, and I myself will certainly bring you back from there. Joseph will close your eyes. Then Jacob started out from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried their father, their little children, and their wives in the wagons that Pharaoh had sent along to transport him. Jacob and all his descendants took their livestock and their possessions they had acquired in the land of Canaan, and they went to Egypt. He brought with him to Egypt his sons and his grandsons, his daughters and granddaughters, all his descendants. These are the names of the sons of Israel who went to Egypt, Jacob and his sons, Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob, the sons of Reuben, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Sorar, Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman, the sons of Levi, Gershom, Kohath, and Merari, the sons of Judah, Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Sarah. But Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Issachar, Tola, Pua, Joshab, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulun, Zered, Elon, and Jalil. These were the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob in Padaram, along with Dinah his daughter. His sons and daughters numbered thirty-three in all. The sons of Gad, Zephron, Hagi, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Aridoi, and Ariel, the sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beriah, and Sarah, their sister. The sons of Beriah were Heber and Machiel. These were the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to Leah, his daughter. She bore these to Jacob, sixteen in all. The sons of Rachel, the wife of Jacob, Joseph, and Benjamin. Manasseh and Ephraim were born to Joseph in the land of Egypt. Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore them to him. The sons of Benjamin, Bela, Bikar, Ashbel, Gara, Naaman, Ahi, Rosh, Mupam, Hapam, and Ard. These were the sons of Rachel, whom, who were born to Jacob, fourteen in all. The sons of Dan, Hushim. The sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Jilim. These were the sons of Bilhah, whom Laban gave to Rachel his daughter. She bore these to Jacob, seven in all. All the direct descendants of Jacob who went to Egypt with him were sixty-six in number. This number does not include the wives of Jacob's sons. Counting the two sons of Joseph who were born to him in Egypt, all the people of the household of Jacob who were in Egypt numbered seventy. Jacob sent Judah before him to Joseph to accompany him to Goshen. So they came to the land of Goshen. Joseph harnessed his chariot and went up to meet his father, Israel, in Goshen. 
When he met him, he hugged his neck and wept on his neck for quite some time. Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen your face and know that you are still alive. Then Joseph said to his brothers and his father's household, I will go up and tell Pharaoh, My brothers and my father's household who were in the land of Canaan have come to me. The men are shepherds. They will take care, they take care of livestock. They have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. Pharaoh will summon you and say, What is your occupation? Tell him, Your servants have taken care of cattle from our youth until now, both we and our fathers, so that you may live in the land of Goshen. For everyone who takes care of sheep is disgusting to the Egyptians. We'll leave it there for today, but we see this grand reunion and the wonderful way that Joseph has recognized that he was used by God, sent by God, to save his family and many others in the world that the hardship and suffering he went through was in order to save others. And now Psalm 108, a psalm of praise to God, the one who saves. Psalm 108, a song, a psalm of David. I am determined, O God. I will sing and praise you with my whole heart. Awake, O stringed instrument and harp. I will wake up at dawn. I will give you thanks before the nations, O Lord. I will sing praises to you before foreigners, for your loyal love extends beyond the sky, and your faithfulness reaches the clouds. Rise up above the sky, O God. May your splendor cover the whole earth. Deliver by your power and answer me, so that the ones you love may be safe. God has spoken in his sanctuary. I will triumph. I will parcel out Shechem, the valley of Succoth. I will measure off. Gilead belongs to me, as does Manasseh. Ephraim is my helmet, Judah is my royal scepter, Moab is my washbasin, I will make Edom serve me, I will shout in triumph over Philistia. Who will lead me into the fortified city? Who will bring me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? O God, you do not go into battle with our armies. Give us help against the enemy, for any help men might offer is futile. But by God's power... We will conquer. We will trample down our enemies. And concluding today with Galatians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul continues the story of what happened to him in his life after he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. Galatians 2. Then after 14 years, I went up to Jerusalem again with Barnabas, taking Titus along too. I went there because of a revelation and presented to them the gospel that I preached among the Gentiles but I did so only in a private meeting with the influential people to make sure that I was not running or had not run in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised, although he was a Greek. Now this matter arose because of the false brothers with false pretenses who slipped in unnoticed to spy on our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus to make us slaves. But we did not surrender to them even for a moment, in order that the truth of the gospel would remain with you. But from those who were influential, whatever they were makes no difference to me, God shows no favoritism between people, those influential leaders added nothing to my message. On the contrary, when they saw that I was entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter was entrusted with the gospel to the circumcised, for he who empowered Peter for his apostleship to the circumcised also empowered me for my apostleship to the Gentiles, And when James, Cephas, and John, who had a reputation as pillars, recognized the grace that had been given to me, 
they gave to Barnabas and me the right hand of fellowship, agreeing that we would be that we would go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They requested only that we remember the poor, the very thing I also was eager to do. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he had clearly done wrong. Until certain people came from James, he had been eating with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he stopped doing this and separated himself because he was afraid of those who were pro-circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also joined with him in this hypocrisy, so that even Barnabas was led astray by them by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not behaving consistently with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them all, If you, although you are a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you try to force the Gentiles to live like Jews? We are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that no one is justified by the works of the law, but by the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And we have come to believe in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by the faithfulness of Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law no one will be justified. But if while seeking to be justified in Christ we ourselves have also been found to be sinners, is Christ then the one who encourages sin? Absolutely not. But if I build up again those things I once destroyed, I demonstrate that I am one who breaks God's law. For through the law, I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is, uh, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So the life I now live in the body, I live because of the faithfulness of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside God's grace, because if righteousness could come through the law, then Christ died for nothing. I just love uh, that verse there where Paul recognizes and says that having put his faith and trust in Jesus, it's Jesus who saved him, and now because of Jesus saving him, he has new life with Christ, in Christ, that he belongs, he has new identity, an amazing reality of what it means to be a Christian, that we're not saved by what we've done or how good we could be, but we're saved by Jesus, who is good in our place, that he justifies us, dying for our sin and giving us his perfect righteous life. What an amazing gospel good news this is. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996, 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You were always there.